trying to call home all of my change I spent on you where are the times gone baby it's all wrong where are the plans we made for two yeah you want a proper fix call me you want to get your kicks call me you want the cheese chicks? Call me. May I be remix? Call me. From the other days, like I played some boy, I play. Me hear the girls calling, hear the girls bawling, me hear the girls crying out. She said, "Be there." I want a dude with the wickedest slam. I need a one, two, three, how a man. I want a dude who will time it to the fan. I got back and hang to his biz like a man. Yo, 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 it's JP on the FWM Podcast. Follow me, the Diary of the Strong Black People. Here again, back in the rabbit hole. And I got an old, dear, dear childhood friend in the building. Um, I'm talking about from middle school to grown high school and, and, and to grown age, man. And even though the tight friendship you have growing up with people in school because you see them every day and childhood friends you know as you get to adults sometimes that relationship it doesn't go away but it does have a strain because we end up going our separate ways and living our own adult lives and um but one thing about it we still do social media is so strong because you're still able to keep in touch with certain people you know, you'll be able to see the things that are going through in life. You know, most of the stuff on social media, you see a lot of people's successes. You don't see their failures, but the successes that you see from people, old friends, old family members, you do keep track of that and you're happy for them. You know, and that's a way that we have been able to keep in contact with certain childhood friends that weren't best friends. But when you go to school with each other, you know, you have that relationship because y'all see each other for eight hours a day. Five days a week, you play sports together, you know, you go to practice together, go to games together, you, you, you tight like that. But, you know, I got my boy B Jack, Brandon Jackson in the building, man. Yes, sir. How you feeling, bro? Blessing, highly favored, man. Man, um, I remember at the beginning, I hit you up from day one and told you about this, man. Day one. I was like, hey, B, bruh, I got something, bruh. I want you to take a listen to it, right? I think this is going to be something good that I want you to come through on. You was like, well, let me listen to it, man. I sent you, I'm talking about, I used to send you, I sent you some rough drafts, bro. When I first started, consistently, before I even started posting it on social media, like, and then I was like, hey, man, one day, bro, you got to come through. Yeah, man, I'm going to come through. I'm going to come through. And I'm going to be real. When you hit me up the other day, I was like, damn. <laughs> Brother, you know what I'm saying, bro? What day, what day you good? I was like, shit, whatever day you ready, yeah. man. When you finally, you finally came through, man. It, it's a blessing to have you in the rabbit hole, man. I'm, I'm glad you came, man. Give the people some things about you, man, and, and let them let them know a little bit about BJ. And we're gonna go into you know rabbit hole business. I'm Brandon Jackson. Uh, go by BJ. Uh, BJ. Um, I'm from. 
Garden City, Georgia, went to Groves High School, met Justin, Mercer Middle School. Ever since then, we used to, man, me and you, we used to bump heads, bro. <laughs> we used to bump heads, man. Like, it's wrestling and fighting. Wrestling and fighting. Coach, Coach P, uh, remember that? Oh, yeah, middle China, school. China, uh, basketball. basketball team. We played the same position and just trying to compete, you know what I mean? Then we got to grow. You had a better jump shot than me. And and eighth grade, bro, you had a better smoother jump shot than me. I got to get to you on that. I, you I, couldn't I, dribble as good as I me, couldn't. But you had, you had a smooth jump shot. I couldn't take that away from you. Groves got, we went to Groves. I didn't, I couldn't play basketball. I played fresh, my freshman year, mm-hmm. but I let y'all have it. The bowl is caught up to you. The <laughs> <laughs> bowl is caught up to you. Man, I let y'all have it. We played football though. Um, we, me and you, I'm talking about me and you now. Remember Oklahoma drill? Oh yeah. We went at it. I don't know what it was. I guess it was just we trying to get that position. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, man, you always showed me brotherly love. I mean, we did exactly what a blood brothers would do. Bump heads. After that, hey, man, we good. Don't worry about what happened yesterday. We good. We're going to continue to uh, step on and keep it going. Brown. You remember when I first got the Honda that summer and we wrestling, you the one wrestling with you, put the first den in my car. Mm, yep. Yeah. At McDonald's. I did. Putting the first den on the side, me and you wrestling. Yeah. For no fucking reason. <laughs> Cause you wanna be hard head, you wanna talk shit. And I like, but listen, and you know you wanna you in the weight room. So you getting on the waist, love. Come on. You know, I hated the weight room. I did, I, when I lift weights, I ain't take it serious till junior, senior, seeing Joy, uh, what is it, Joy, Joy uh, McGregor, mm-hmm. um, Warren, Scott, and the job just motivated me. After that, I just tried to take off and try to play, um, trying to get a position with the football team and learn it from y'all boys. When I say y'all boys, as in Cameron, uh, Reggie, Miles and y'all showing me because playing for Garden City Eagles, we ain't have all that talent. Like y'all, boy, y'all played Liberty City, Whoopers, Garden City played Bloomingdale, oh. Hendricks Park, Pooler, and we just circled back around. And my grandma, you know, thank God for her. She just put me in a, a great position. Never understood why she did the things she did. Now I appreciate what she did. You feel me? So, Everything I'm doing now, I know she's smiling at me. I know some some days I mess up, but I'm just, I'm human. I'm not perfect. So uh, I'm just excited to be here, man. I appreciate your invitation. Everything that uh, I got in me to help people out in certain situations, I'm here for it. So I'm ready to go. You know, when you say that, man, I've always, it was even with Miles, though, you know, it was always a genuine little brother situation, you know, even with little Reg, Nigel, Keenan, all of them. But I've always been, even from Whoopers to Liberty City, always been the older one. So 
you know, when I went to Groves, I realized that I was the little bruh to, to the stars. You know what I'm saying? But I was big bruh right. in the little league. So I've always had a loving, genuine, big brother type of love. So even with the competing, when it came to me and you, it was genuine competing and never a hate. It was to piss you off <laughs> and push you a little bit harder because I knew how to push your button. You did. I knew how to push a button. You did. I always knew what was going to bother you. I always knew it was going to get you mad. It was going to get you fired up. And you never was mad to where you wanted to harm or wanted to fight. Right. But you was mad enough that you wanted to get physical because- I really did. <laughs> I really did. I wanted, I wanted to fight, man. I wanted to fight. But it's it's just, some, you you need certain people in your life to push you. I, I didn't have that father, you know, in my household. Um, the only time I seen my father uh, going to baseball games, he'd be in the umpire. Maybe one day he speak to me, maybe he won't. But I, I guarantee you, like today, <clears throat> God bless him. But I don't, I don't get, I, I forgave him. I forgave him. I moved, I'm, I'm, I moved past it as far as my mom. I forgave her, but I thank God for my grandma for just keeping me level-headed, uh, just keeping me going, man, keeping me in the church. Uh, when she left, I was in and out of church, but I always had that church in my heart. No matter how far I get, I'm going to get there, I'm going to be there. But um, as far as like, <clears throat> you see me now, I get on Facebook. Just type whatever come to mind. Sometimes I read, uh, I see like videos, motivation speakers, Steve Harvey, Kevin Hart. Them boys may say something, you know. I say, well, dang, somebody, I, and I just put it, I just put it in my own words and I just put it on for, hey, somebody could use this and get them out that hole that they in. Cause Brandon Jackson, I done been in plenty black holes, you feel me? Plenty. But I just, Thank God for my mindset of how I was as a little kid. Yeah, I got a lot of trauma, but I, I I feel like day by day go by, I'm beating it day by day. Some days may be worse, some days may be good, but always, always got to make sure that your, your good days outweigh your bad. And even with knowing that when we were growing up and knowing that I can push your buttons because of a big brother type of relationship, I never put you in a position to make it, to make fun of you or to beat you down of to anything that you was insecure about. Right. You know what I'm saying? To, to rub it in your face. You know what I'm saying? Things of that. Now I can, I can, you know, <laughs> make fun of you about, you know, your skill level or to push you on that. But right. when I know that my brother, someone that I'm close to, they're down and out, you know what I'm saying? To still be able you to come and talk to me because when I got the Honda nigga, all y'all just felt like <laughs> I was able to take y'all niggas home. Right. I was able to drop all y'all niggas off home. I ain't like to ask you for a ride. I, one thing about me, I hate asking for stuff, man. I don't, That that's what my grandma put in me. I'd rather do for myself. If I can't do it, I'm good. But man, don't, don't walk from Groves to Rose Not Hill. Rose Not Hill. That's a long, especially after practice. Mm -hmm. I say, man, either you or Kenny G. Mm -hmm. You or Kenny G, man. 
And just by asking y'all boys, some days <laughs> y'all will help me out, some days y'all won't. But it's it's not that y'all didn't help me out because y'all didn't want to. Y'all car was already filled up. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And I never, dang, them boys, that's how they feel. They, that's how they feel about me. I never took it to heart. You feel me? But just overcoming so many. I, I done came to girls when we, when we was like ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade. Y'all would never understand of how my outside life of girls was. Mm-hmm. You know, I would touch on just a little bit of this, but like, it was just frustrating as coming from a household to where your mom on drugs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it affect me the night before just trying to go find her. You know what I mean? Me and my grandma. But I just thank God to she done came so far, man. And I just thank God for for even allowing herself to not stay in that dark hole. Some people would get comfortable and the enemy would use that. Soon as you get him a crack, he gonna bust wide open and have a field day with it. That's why you you gotta be around certain people that's gonna elevate you, keep you motivated, keep you pushing, and here we go. I never wanted you to feel comfortable. Never wanted you to feel comfortable. Never wanted you to feel like you was gonna ever take my spot. Never because I didn't ever want to say that you took it. Because let's be honest, though, it was times that I lacked when I was a junior. And you, I never forget, Demasi had benched me and gave you and Nate a chance. You know what I'm saying? Because I just got ahead of myself and was like, fuck it. Like the last few games of the season, like the last two, I think Jenkins was like the last game of the season. Shit, I got benched going into the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I never forget before I got the spot, they didn't want me to have it. They put everybody in front of me to try to give them the spot before they give it to me. But you want to know what's so crazy about that, about football? Like, when we was playing, Demasi gave me that chance at Windsor. You remember we went to Savannah Country Day, we played Windsor. Not great. My very first chance out there playing wide receiver. I ain't going for I I cut up. As in, I got a little two or three passes from Cam, but I also blocked. You rarely see a wide receiver block. Oh, yeah, that was our 10th grade. That was, yeah. Because Cam didn't play ninth grade. So it was 10th grade. 10th grade, right. So as I'm, you know, blocking, nah, I never been fast as them other boys, right? But I could run a route crispy. Yeah. I could could run a route crispy. So uh, just by. Hearing y'all boys, seeing y'all boys, Eric, um, Cameron, you, Miles, uh, our, our freshman year, I mean, our, uh, senior year, seeing y'all now, how everybody done elevated Marissa, doing good, um, uh, uh, Warren in Texas, Cam, I see him on social media. We don't talk like that, but when we get a chance, you know, it's all good vibes. Everybody, and I just, I just think, I, I pray for y'all every day. I say that with a pure heart, bro. <laughs> your, your, your spirit, um, is genuine, though. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's, you know, some people will lie and say they pray for people, but they, you know what I'm saying? That's not true, but you do have a genuine spirit of, of, of praying. But, and we can even go back to, bro, our class probably lost and within a 10 year, 13, almost 15 year span, 08 has lost a lot of graduates quick, fast, and hurry. Tell me about it. You know Tell what I'm saying? So, somebody praying, sometimes maybe it's not enough. And then I look at it on the other end because it's two sides of every coin, two sides of everything, sheet of paper, hand, foot. I look at it on the other hand, a lot of them are genuine spirits that it's a bought admission because sometimes the world is so wicked, you don't want to get your most best angels caught down here because they have a purpose, but their purpose is not as strong and as influential as the other ones that you still have down here. Tell me about it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the way that I look at it too. And it's a couple of us that's still down here. So that means our work still is something that we spiritually battle with on an everyday basis. Cause when you know thyself, you understand what you are supposed to do for thyself. A lot of people struggle with what they're supposed to be doing for others. But the problem is, you have to work on yourself to be better for others because the light, we don't have to verbally so much be so loud with your work for others to follow you. They always say it's a light in you that people are drawn to. Your energy and the light you're drawn to. So it's going to always be whether someone's talking bad about you or they're uplifting you to the old high. That is something that, again, people notice they're drawn to. And that is the purpose that you, for your name, your spirit is always in the number. Right. Um, when I noticed that you were in the ministry, bro, um, I never looked at you and was like, oh, that ain't a church boy or nothing. I never looked at that because it takes a very strong person, not only to say, I am going to not only quote unquote give my life to Christ, but to live right. To live a straight and narrow. You're not perfect. Spiritual warfare. Exactly. Because when you make a decision, a conscious decision to say, I want to do right, that is when temptation hits the hardest. And I never look, and I, you never was a person that, was just out here for me to say, oh, you just changed. And I never looked at you either with most of the things you posed like, oh, damn, this nigga getting sick with the spirit, you know, with this motivational stuff. I like to hear that. And I've always done that. It's so funny because if you don't, if you pay attention now, you notice how many times, like when you look and log into your Facebook, you see your memories all the time. And you look at yourself on how, what you used to say, Every every time it pops up, I, I'm looking at it. I'm going back. I see 2017, 2016, 2015. 2015, I was cutting up. I was cutting up. I'm going to say this, uh, JP. When when I used to, um, the very first time and I got on Facebook and I just started giving people, you know, quotes. And I, I did that to continue to push people. And I, I, I granted, 
it's it's tough living this life, living for God, right? And the biggest hypocrites is in the church. It is. And the I Christian try. church. <laughs> the Baptist church. Come on. So what I what I try to do, man, and my place in the ministry, I'm a I'm a bear. Mm-hmm. I look after my pastor. Um mm. and I and I and I, you know, be there for him spiritually. And it's new to me. It's a new position, man. I never thought that I'd be backing up a pastor and I go to a Pentecostal church, bro. Mm-hmm. So I was born. <clears throat> I came from Fairlawn Baptist Church, right there off Augusta Road. Yeah, everybody <laughs> church of God. Every- City, that's, that's the mega that's church of God. City. City. That's, that's the God. Hey, Come on, man. God City. You Fairlawn, dog. Come on, man. Right so down the street. Transitioning to, you know, Baptist and singing a hymn and all that to now worshiping and not saying we don't do that in Baptist, but it's like you could see the shift just a little bit. You know what I mean? Dancing. I ain't never thought I'd be dancing. That's what I do now, but I, backing up a, a great pastor, um, is, it, it makes me feel good, you know, doing stuff for others. You know, it, it, it brings my heart, uh, to smile and knowing that I'm really doing it from the heart. Um, thank God, you know, I met my wife, Justine Jackson, shout out to her, and she really coached me on helping me be mature. I ain't started being mature since I was like 28, 29. Now I'm 32. Uh, birthday was yesterday. Um, so I just thank God for allowing her to help me progress into the young man I'm trying to be. Helping me, like, I want to grab lives that's been tormented, that's been, uh, mentally abused that's been like not well you know what i mean and it's it's a lot of souls in the streets bro it's a lot of souls and they they crying for help but they hiding because how can uh somebody in the church you know go head and head with somebody from the outside church i done seen it you know they talk bad about people in the streets but uh you get on the pulpit and it's a whole different story. I don't, I don't, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is like helping people to become not what the devil wanted you to be. Cause the devil will strike you at any given moment. I've been suffering with depression for the last couple of days, bro. And it been, it been hitting me hard. It's been, I don't, I don't try to commit suicide about two or three times. Two or three times, man. And I just thank God for giving me um that 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 area that I needed to say, I really don't wanna get rid of me. I just wanna get rid of the problem. Okay, if you think about it, people take themselves out and the devil will trick you into you might as well go ahead and end it. Ain't nothing ain't nothing else for you. Not knowing that when you leave, you're leaving family members, you're leaving friends dearly from child from childhood, you're leaving your your your, your aunts and uncles, every like coworkers that really bump with you. But I I just Justin just just touching on like like what you said how we met, I would have never thought man 
yeah, we got our own lives going on. But some way, somehow, and I thank God that you you reached out to me that day and you you had let me know, B, I got this podcast, I'm about to stir up, I'm about to sing you song, let me listen to it. And I told, I kept giving you, I said, bro, I'll be there in December. Then I said, I, I gave, I said, I said, I'll be there in January. So I was, I was on my way to the doctor Wednesday. And I said, let me hit Jay up. I hit him up, man, and I guarantee you. I ain't see your face, but it felt like you was, yeah, yeah, it's, it's finally, and I, 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 yes, it's my first time, you know what I mean? And I, having a, it's not my first time having a mic, but it's my first time actually, you know, being on the podcast, but day by day, you know, by what you're giving people, I'm praying that they take it in, not just taking it and, and let it exhale, but really like, say like you, you up there on the pulpit, right? When we used to be in high school, people, the teachers, they'll give us the study guide. And what we do, we'll either, back then we'll play tic-tac-toe or play that little, the, the, I forgot what game it was with the, with the paper. We won't pay attention to the study guide and take it home to actually read and understand for that test to come up on Friday, come Friday, we lost because we never took in on what we trying to what, what they were trying to give us to learn. And what you giving people, man, is is so amazing. And it is it's a it's a beautiful thing, man. Cause a lot of us, when I say us, us black, and how you helping people not just in Savannah, but all across the nation, man, you grabbing people. That's why I say, man, I know I gotta come up here. And give what I could give to help the people out. You know what I mean? You know, I was listening to you and stuff like that. Now, we all have our own battles. Um, and that's that's one thing. Everybody's battle is different. Everybody's battle is selfish for someone to say, oh, that's nothing, boy. I got this going on. So yours is it's selfish to do that. But what I can tell you is this. You have a partner. It's never, you should never ever feel like it's too heavy that you got to walk out of here and give up on it. Because when you have a partner, when you become one and join with that woman, don't put so much pressure on yourself to be king of all kings. If you fall short, don't look at yourself as you are a failure to your family, your kids, and to your wife. Men make mistakes all the time. What we fail to have is grace and mercy. Talk about it. Don't ever feel that way. It is her job to brush you off, rub your shoulders. You get them next time, Tiny. Don't worry about it. I'm still here. Did I leave you? All right, then, what are you, what you crying about? How can you attack this differently? Are we evicted? Is it lights out? Are we hungry? Are we sleeping in the car? No. So what are you so down about? Go at it a different way. If you fail with that, as a team, we come back to the drawing board. We have to start looking at it that way. You should never ever feel like, don't ever 
all the past traumas that you had, they're never going to go away. They're embedded in you. Trauma stays. For You can forgive the person. You'll never be able to get over the action. Mm, that's good. Because you can forgive whoever hurt you. The action is what's going to embed in you and always resurface all the time. You can be sitting there watching a Netflix series and a scene come on. The person that you forgave, the action you see on that movie, and it brings you back. The action is what hurts you again. The person, you can forgive the person all day long. It's the action. Trauma is going to follow you forever. What I'm trying to say is, bruh, it's going to be the, once you move forward from that, just be better. We can't change what happened in the past. That is your history book that has been written. You can't erase it. But what you can do is write more and more after each chapter, each page. Better that. Because that's stuck. Right. There's no erasing that. You can't write that out. Right. You can't erase it. Just move forward. But as a black man, as a provider, as a black father with three boys, three boys. you are needed to make sure your legacy begins to walk upright on how the betterment of men that we want ourselves and what comes after us to be because of what we witnessed from our father and from our father's father that wasn't around. You got three boys. Not only you got three boys, you are a strong, active father that wants to be around. Just things get tough. Your black man is going to be tough. The object of it is to distract him, distraught him, that he runs from his responsibility. Either he kills himself, get killed, or we lock him up. Or he runs away from the situation and that woman has to raise them kids full time. And then he has no masculine backing and teaching. We win. Don't fall victim into that because you're better off. It's, it's, and when I say better off, it's a bad thing. But you're better off just walking away and being Joe Blow walking around this earth, not talking to your kids, rather than leaving the trauma of another black man put in the grave and your kids got to leave with that trauma. They got to live with that mm. trauma. I see, I, see, I see what you're saying. I, I used to allow my trauma to stop me from opening up, especially to people that really had true love for me. So what they'll do, something happened at the job or something happened, you know, just in general, I just shut down. Mm-hmm. I get off from UPS, sit in my car for about 30 minutes, bro. 30, part 30 to 45, just thinking about everything that just happened my day, good or bad. And I do it to get everything out of me before I, and I, I don't want to take nothing home. I want to be able to walk in the house, speak to my wife. Kobe, you know, stays with me. 
and, you know, interact and stuff like that. I don't want to bypass, like, walk by my wife and kid and be like, hey, that's it. Go to the bathroom, whatever, whatever. I want to be able to and fall asleep and fall asleep, man. Yeah, you know what? I, I mean, that's not that's not proactive father. No, it's not. I just, I want to I want to interact. Um, I call I I call Ian Facetime. You know what I mean? I mean nine years old. Now. My other one would be eleven, March nineteenth. Uh, and I I know I I haven't been as good as a father. But I know I've, you know, I, I'm trying. You know what I mean? I'm trying because I, I tell you this, bro. Soon as you start slipping, I done got letters in the mail before. Child's about to send you some, hey, you gonna pay this? Take away your license, suspend your license. So it's like, how can people, how can us men, us, us black guys, right? They'll send, they'll take away our license. So how are we supposed to get to work or, or do other stuff? Like, really? It just, Ain't, ain't, we ain't making that much money. And when we try to send whatever we can send, it's still not good enough. You feel me? And this is my perspective on it. The system is really for the female. Yeah. It's really for the females. And I'm just being, I'm just being real, bro. I mean, you're not, you're not telling <laughs> a lie. So, okay. Let's stay there, right? It is set for the black female to surrender that black man because no white woman is going to go to that courthouse. If she does, it's for solely alimony because she stuck it out for 18 years and we got the kids out the house. I'm so sick and tired of your ass. It's time for me to go and live my own life. They won't break that household up while those kids are young. They are trained to not pass that trauma to those kids. Right. They have other traumas that they pass to their white kids. Right. Privilege, you know, mm. spoil, entitlement. They pass those type of things down, but they will not ever have those kids say they father was not in their life. Right. Now, if those white folks decide to want to be in the culture, they have some that fall to the wayside and want to be black. All right, yeah. You want to be black? Okay. You either go find you a black man, you put him in the system. Yeah. You have the low-income white people that that procreate with each other, trailers. They stick it out even more with each other than what we do. It's who wants to. The white women All right. that fall victim to that, they want to be in the culture. They don't want to be white. They don't want to be white because they marry for stability. Mm. We marry for love. Mm, I like I like that. I like how you we marry solely for love, which that is what marriage is for. But that legal documentation sours all of that. It sours all of that. Right. You have to understand you got to look at your timeline of when you became a father for the first time. 11 years ago, 21, you're still pissing the bed. I was. First apartment. Still pissing the bed, sir. 
Then two years later, boom, here you go fucking off again. Another one. Another one. Like DJ Kelly. And another <laughs> one. You know what I'm saying? Right. So what more do you have? You're still figuring it out. Still. As a woman, it's okay. We have programs for you to get it together. There's no program for you. But you got to look at it too, uh, Jay. They got, they got their support team. When I say support team, they mamas, they daddy, if they do have that, but more, more, uh, majority, like, got their moms. They got their moms. So what I'm trying to get at is for them, it's much easier. Some, and, and some don't have nothing, you know what I mean? And they just tough it out. Not saying us black males, we don't tough it out, but, you know, coming to the table and trying to provide, trying to take care of everything in the household in or out, it gets to us when we don't accomplish what we trying to get to. Like, yeah, knock across the head, just like I just told you a couple, couple of days ago, I've been going through it, right? And you tell, you, you just told me I, I married my, my wife to be there as my partner. To help me out. Why well, I'm not opening up and let her know what's going on. Why hey, hey, babe, brush this off. We'll fight the next one. I, I, that, that time I allow my trauma to get to me, to beat me across the head, let the enemy in and say, hey, you know you ain't about to, you ain't about to get to where you want to go. So why won't you take this right over here? Mm-hmm. It'll be much better for you. So that over there ain't nothing but the stuff that you, um, don't got no business being in pornography. Mm-hmm. Drugs. Females, drugs, drugs, alcohol, alcohol. All that stuff lines up, and the devil know what you abuse, abuse, abuse. What you used to love to do before you met your loved one. Why, why take yourself back into your past to where you know you ain't had no right of no your your mindset wasn't good at all. But day by day, as you continue to work on it, as you continue to, and I'm, I'm trying to get to where I read the Bible every, at least every other day. You know what I mean? Trying to live for God the way he, he want me to, want me to, right? So I'm not, I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? But I do. I'm, I'm trying each and every day to put myself together. And making sure I'm living for him and for my for my wife as well, man. Why do we strive for perfection if the world always already told us the only perfect person was Jesus Christ? I don't I don't know. Why, why do we do that? <laughs> why I, I I stop I I stop saying I'm trying to be perfect because perfect is unattainable. They've already told us that. I've just now said I live to be the best version of me. So that means how good I am today. That means I have to push tomorrow to be better. Right. Let's go back. Circle back again. We go back to the support system part, right? Correct. Two things. That's gender roles, right? As a man, as a woman. You go back to saying how you fell victim into a, a dark place. As a man. When they want to give it all up and just end it all. A woman, they want to give it up and end it all and end the lives, right? 
there's two things that they have in common. It's just not the same on the reason why they want to do that. As a man, you feel like you fail in being a provider. As a woman, she's failing because she has not found stability. Ooh, that's good. As a woman, you your job is to be a nurturer. You nurture, you uplift children and your mate. As a man, you protect and you provide. If you wanted to end it all, it's because you feel like you're failing on providing and protecting. She want to end it all because she feel like she can't find stability to help nurturing her child that she doesn't feel like he's not going to be able to eat tomorrow. He ain't got no clothes to wear because his daddy gone. It's the reason why. So the support system is because the woman needs stability. They give a woman that because that's what women tend to grab. That is their gender create you know creation role they keep you blinded as a black man they're never going to give you that option because as a protector and a provider you're going to be protected you're going to protect your woman your kids you're going that's war as a man that's war but they're going to definitely make sure they x out the providing part or make it harder for you to provide so when you is hard as a man that's why he results to crime he got to do anything to make ends meet to provide. Because when they start sending them letters, mm. you better figure out a fucking way because they're threatening you. That woman is threatening you and she's using the higher authority to threaten you to make it even louder. So let me, let me, let me piggyback on that, right? So I was, I started at FedEx when I was 19. Package handler, turned 21, started driving. Before taxes, or eight hundred dollars, right? Eight, eight, eight twenty-five, something like that. After taxes, four twenty-five. So four twenty-five. What I bring home it was four twenty-five and twenty-four cent. I remember like it was yesterday. I'm bringing that home every day. Got to pay car insurance, car note, rent, all this stuff, man. And I'm I'm not with I'm not with them, but I know I got to give. You know what I mean? And child support, uh, it was tough, man. So I, I gave what I could. You know what I what I had left or whatever, because right then and there, it's like, you got to make sure you is straight. And I'm say that you got to make sure you straight. So therefore, um, you can make sure, uh, with your kids and stuff, they don't lack of, of, of what you, you know, what I'm, what I'm trying to get to is with child support, I just gave what I can, right? Mm -hmm. I got the UPS. It was such a blessing. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't even touch my money, right? Mm-hmm. For the child support. They go, they go ahead every week and go ahead and take it out. Mm-hmm. Bro, I could tell you no lie. And I'm going to just give y'all an idea. I'm bringing home way much more mm-hmm. than what I used to bring on my FedEx. Right up. I mean, four twenty five. I mean, we can read between the lines, nigga. Like, way more way, shit. Like, shit, eight hundred is way more. That's way double, more, this, nigga. So it's hopefully, it's more than that. So if it's way more, double way is more. is eight hundred. Triple, okay. That's yeah. that's way more. If yeah. it's triple, you know what I'm saying. But I'm gonna give you this, right? It's it's a the crazy thing about it. 
is that, man, the child support thing is hard for the black man, right? Yes. Because this, that woman is going to get child support when you leave, right? We go back to what I said, gender roles is of the creation of gender roles. She's a nurturer. Right. And a teammate. Right. Any other man that comes into her life, now he feels like that's a package deal. So not only he has to show that he can provide for her and little man. So now he's going to say, baby, look, I'm a man. I got you. You ain't got to worry about your money. I got you because I'm the man. I'm the provider. So now you work. She works. She keep that money if she chooses to. He's going to pay the bills. And not only that, she's going to get that money from you. Right? Right. She's cool. But you, on the other hand, as a black man, you have to now, like you said, make sure after you make sure your kid is straight, you got to make sure you straight. Right. But now you have joined with another woman, right? God forbid if she had a child before y'all, you got to do what that man did for your old baby mama. Cause you want to, Hey baby, you package deal. I'm going to provide. Yeah. Then damn, y'all have y'all own. So now you got to worry about that. You have to pay for the current household you in. Right. Plus you paying for somebody else's household. Right. The man is going to always be in a strenuous position. Can, can I, I don't mean to cut you off, Jay. Can I ask you a question? Why is it so hard? Say we switching roles now. Okay. So the, the, the female not being as good as a provider and all that. So the male step up mm-hmm. and take over, um, the legal action and all that other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Cause, uh, what do they call it? Uh, custodian. Mm-hmm. Custodian parent. Mm-hmm. And we go down there and try to get child support. Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard for us to get it, but it's so easy for the females to get it? Because not many men know the law. Mm. Not many men know the law. I, I, and I say that because I had, when I was working for the Savannah Sherburn, it was a guy I ran into and his, I believe, girlfriend, she passed away, right? Mm-hmm. They had probably about three or four kids. Mm-hmm. They try, they didn't even, the system, right? They didn't even want to give him the rights to his kids. They wanted to give it to the grandma, to, to her mom. He does not know the law and he did not have enough money for good representation. But that, but it's, it's so overwhelming for a female. How, but how do you know if a female know the law? They don't have to. <laughs> they don't have to, bro. The law is fixated for, for them. them. You have to be buttoned up. If you ain't buttoned up, one lacks. You got one one hole. One hole that can leak through. You are done. She just shows up. Let you not show up with some representation. You are already done when you walk through that door. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. Yeah. She can go on with the most bottom of the barrel attorney, Mm -hmm. bottom of the barrel representation. Y'all both can go in there represent. If y'all go in there representing yourself, you're done. Mm. But you know what? They, when you go to court and y'all fits the, the, how much you're supposed to pay a month, right? Even an attorney will tell you, 
this what you pay a month. If you give extra, that's on you. Mm-hmm. Some female, I'm not saying all right, but some females, uh, and they'll they'll get upset because you're not, you know, doing more than what the the child support money they get. As in saying, well, you getting uh what one sixty one one seventy mm-hmm. that week. Mm-hmm. Hey, he need uh some shoes or something. Mm-hmm. We'll in our mind when I say our mind as black uh black dads. Mm-hmm. Hey, I just you just I just sent you money mm-hmm. for child support. Why won't you take that out? Knowing I'm gonna put myself in the position. Knowing me, I got a bill that I gotta pay. It don't matter. It don't matter, bro. It don't fucking matter because you know why? Because the mental state says, I have to, this nigga live with me. You get to run, you get to see him every other weekend. Whenever you see him, you do whatever you do for him. I got to see this nigga every single day. He let, I have to stay up all night when he's sick. I got to call in work when he's sick. You, you can keep going to work. I don't do that. I have to be here. I have to help him with his homework. You don't have to do that. You can come in and out as you please. Whatever that you give as a father, kudos. Clap, clap, clap. Mm-hmm. Are you going through the grit and grind that I go through on a daily basis every day? Mm-hmm. It's just like how we play sports in the weight room every day. How are you bettering yourself? How are you getting stronger, bigger, stronger, faster for game day? That's the same how females look at it. How are you? Going through the same grind that I have to go through five o'clock in the morning workouts. That's what they're looking at. So, yes, you gave me $170. I have bills, too. This nigga eat up. He's a growing young man. This motherfucker going to eat the fucking house up. And I see he's growing every fucking day. I see what you're saying. And I say that because my wife, she don't even want me getting up in the middle of the night. Because, she know, I got to get up early to go to UPS. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the main provider. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I feel like when you in a, uh, a marriage, right? It got to go hand in hand. When it I does. say, when I say hand in hand, my credit ain't really all that good, right? Okay. It's getting there. Mm-hmm. She got A1 credit. Mm-hmm. I'm the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. She the credit winner. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we doing this together. Mm-hmm. I say that to say this, man. You gotta, I, Think about where you want to be with that person before you end up saying you do. Yes. A lot of people go blindsided. They just think marriage is just, oh, she's so, I got, I got to have her. Because I, I love her. <laughs> I love her. I love her. You said you just walked yourself into what I said at the beginning. If you are not financially responsible, don't say I do. Um, me and Boo did an episode last week that was posted last Sunday. He was saying that because I look at marriage as a contractual agreement, and because I see that, um, not everybody sees that. This you or Boo? Me. Okay. He's telling me because I. Okay. I'm telling him marrying for love is not the only thing, and he was like, because you see that you for that right. So I'm like, just because I see that, can we 
get a healthy median to say that the reason why I see that is because I understand the reasoning why mm. that is a state. Marriages, a good, the majority over half, a wide range over half of marriages in, not because of infidelity. Mm. It is financial. Okay. You don't have a good business partner. When a person finally finds out how you manage your money, shit goes sour. Mm. It's not about infidelity, cheating, but cheating is the most thing that is highlighted. Okay. A lot of people can't manage their money. A lot of people don't know how to save money. Right. And when you become married, some people don't understand how their partner manages their money. That's why. Okay. So when you're saying that of her not getting up, I mean, you not getting right. up, right? Okay. That's as a team, you can do that. As a team. As a team. But at the other house. Can't do that. Can't do that. Can't. Can't do that. Nah. How do you expect for her to give you all the grace and mercy mm. on that end. All the only card that she has is to pull your pockets. Right. Yeah. You're right, though. You're right. You're right. And I say that my kids got good moms. They got good moms. Strong black. They, they 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 take they take care of my boys. My wife, wonderful wife, mother. All that, show love, all that, man. And I just sometimes we we don't give black queens enough credit. Yes, we don't. And we us growing, I, I'm pretty sure because I know when we seen your mom pull up and come to the events and stuff like that. That was my grandma. That was your grandma. My grandma. Dang, she looked young, bro. It's my grandma. She looked young. That's great because I say that because. <clears throat> When we used to have events at girls, right? And say, like, we get done with practice. This is before you got your car and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they used to come get us. You know, me, when my grandma used to pull up, and I, I felt bad because everybody else's car of, of their vehicle was a nice car. My grandma had a Pontiac, you know, the, the mirror was off. You know, I felt like, dang. Why can't we have a car like this? Mm -hmm. She ain't used to. She ain't used to let me leave off the street, bro. Like I had to be in the house. If if I'm if I'm playing outside, it's on the Leon Village. Now I I, I the, the furthest I could go is uh to where you know across the, uh, uh across from what that is Third Street mm -hmm. onto the other part of Leon Village. Mm -hmm. I better not go that far. Mm -hmm. And I better, when the street lights come on, I better get back to the house. In the house. In not, the house. not just walking up to not the door, nigga, when the street light dust, bro, dust dark. She used to, it, people that uh, used to play, like, used to play, you know, pick my bus up with me and stuff like that. When the street light come on, she'll ring my name. Brandon? <laughs> bro. And <laughs> I used like a rooster. <laughs> and I used to get upset because it's like. They laugh. They laugh. Like how can these these kids get this privilege to stand out late and whoop the whoop to where I got to be in the house at a certain time? And I say that to say this, bro. A lot of them, them guys I grew up with, either they ain't here or they in jail. That. Line yourself up. <laughs> Line yourself up. Line yourself up from them and you. 
where I did now. And I'm I'm not I'm not where I want to be, but I'm in a good position as as structure wise as a man mentally knowing values. Right, those taught that taught us values. There, it's a reason why you need to be in here. Nothing good happens when it's dark. When it, nothing good happens in the streets when it's dark. That's some bad shit happened in broad daylight. Yeah. But a lot of shit happened. The freaks come out <laughs> and the criminals come out at night, boy. And that dark, boy, when a nigga can't see nothing, boy. Man, the freaks listen, and the criminals come out with his dark, boy. And what's so crazy? How y'all boys, y'all boys had, used to turn up at girls, right? I didn't, you know, I ain't broke my virginity till upcoming senior year, bro. Like all y'all boys, man, listen, <laughs> it, it, my thing was, them boys living. And I just wanted a piece, I tell you. But now look at me. Thank God. You had values of yourself and you chose, you knew how to choose. So a lot of us went through life not knowing how to choose because let's 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 take this for instance, bro. Your kids. Right. You chose three good women. You just could not be with them all. Hmm. Woo. I couldn't. You just could not be with them all. No, I could. But your choice of a woman, mm-hmm. three times, all good women, strong women, yeah. but you could only have chose one. Yeah. You chose the one that you felt that was best for you because of the timing that you met them, the timing that you had them, you just were not ready. Sadly to say, you they were character developers for who you are and who you have now. Can I tell you this, though? The reason... I settled down with my wife. She had a great relationship with God. Mm-hmm. A lot of females don't have that nowadays. Mm-hmm. But her relationship, I got a praying wife, man. Mm-hmm. She prayed for me. Um, read the Bible. You know what I mean? She, I, her spirit is so pure. Her, her, her soul is so sensitive. It's for the Holy Spirit, right? A lot, like, say for instance, like me. The trauma and all that, your body could be so stiff to where the Holy Spirit can't sink in and have this way. So what you'll do, you allow yourself to, for God to, the words that he's trying to put in you, it'll ricochet and go elsewhere. But you allow the enemy to have his way in you because you don't let that trauma navigate and let you and, and and have you go in places that you don't got no business going, got you going places that you don't visit before, but you busting a U-turn just because, you know, back in the day, boy, yeah, she was right. You see, she'll 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 spend a block with your boy one more time. Mm-hmm. But do you spend that block one more time? Say for instance, something happened. You catch something, mm, or you take it back to that house. That that's bad business, bro. Temporary satisfaction for a lifetime of trauma and heartbreak. Heartbreak, man. Um, <laughs> it's it's just crazy, man. Because you gotta have that. Women was created. Black women was created with something. I say it all the time, which is called discernment. A lot of them not nagging and hard headed. Right. All of them, it's discernment. Okay. God-fearing woman, spiritual woman, you need that. 
you need that balance because we're egotistical. Right. We're prideful and we Very. got a lot of ego. Very. We have to have that balance for her to say, think about that. You think that's going to be the right move? Yeah, just think about it. Wait. You notice when it's a fight break out, the woman always goes in the middle. Think about this. I ain't thought about that, but now you you uh, now I'm picturing it. Yeah. Niggas are trying to pull you back. Women will step in the middle to, to, to and you. look you dead in your face and say, think about this. Let it go. Stop. Let's go. Women do that. But you know what? I used to, when people used to say stuff, man, I used to allow people's opinions to affect me. Pride, ego. Everything they may say or uh, do or whatever, I ain't, I ain't even used to like to walk into a room and have everybody looking at me. Now today, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going in now. You look at, I'm looking right back at you, bro. Or, or she. However it is, man. And one thing I ask God to free me from other people's opinions. Now, granted, certain people's opinions you could use, but everybody ain't good for you, man. Some people just trying to knock you off. It is. You know, another reason why I did what I did a lot of times when we were younger with you, as an Aquarius man, Michael Jordan, a lot of times I push your buttons and a lot of things. I never push you to where it will leave lasting, hurtful, and devastating trauma. But a lot of things I used to do to push you hard and hit you, knock you on your ass. You know, you want to try to I jam you up at the line, jack you up. Now you feel like now you feel like I'm just wanting to bully you. But I had with you, you live sometimes in your head happily ever after fantasy. Things supposed to go right because uh, it went so wrong before. But also you need things to build narratives in your head to push you. Mm -hmm. If I slapped you upside the head in the helmet, just for you then and tell you, ha ha, nigga, I just put you on your ass, that's going to feel you the next go round. You're going to now think about that same thing because you were embarrassed. Come find you. One thing you don't want to do is be embarrassed. That's right, yeah. That's one thing you'll never want to be. If somebody starts laughing at you, oh, that just pissed you off. If people not seeing you get, he ain't seen you get put on your ass. Oh, that just crushed you to where I got to make sure that shit don't happen again. And that's why I did it. If you're going to go against me and you want my spot, show me that you better than me. Prove to me that I need to lay down and you deserve that spot. See, that's one thing. <clears throat> that's one thing I learned about. Y'all boys, like no West Savannah boys, you know, all that, where you from and stuff like that. And uh, where I'm from, like, Garden City had plenty of talent, right? Mm -hmm. But we walk on the field, we already got our position pretty much. Mm -hmm. Y'all boys over there, y'all fighting to get a position. And when I stepped in Groves, or say for Mercer when we first met, 
bro, I had to battle. I ain't never, when I tried out for the eighth grade team, I ain't never had to do no trial. So making sure I'm A1 just to make the team. When I was younger, I already had a position because I knew the coach. They knew my grandma. You feel me? Uh, and it was just so easier. That's just like having a, what they say, a, a silver spoon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I just. Look who y'all played against. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's where a lot of that beef came with, with West Savannah Garcia. Yeah. Um, a lot of it came, man. Now, I don't condone the foul mouth a lot of my fellow hood members got. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times you call a man a bitch ass nigga. Mm. Call his mama a bitch or say, call him a pan, a pan. A lot of times in West Atlanta, when they were to telling them Garden City niggas that, it was, show me that you go. You talking all that shit, show me you can. When you tell a man to his face five words like that, you want to fight. Immediately. You want, you are pushing that man's buttons to fight. You're saying that stuff for a reason. And bro, the cut, hey. You know, I, I never been that kind of person, hardhead and all that stuff. But if you approach me out of order, you know, in a way to where it could stir me up, cause I'm, I'm, I'm a laid back dude, bro. I don't bother nobody. I don't do none of that, bro. And I don't try to stop me. But if you bring something to me out of order, I'm going to address it. I'm going to handle it and I'm going to just keep it pushing. A lot of us, man, we'll get to the point. And don't know how to approach somebody. Mm-hmm. Will still have that young childhood to where they was a hardhead. Hey, I'm gonna pull up on them. Whatever it is, what it is, I, I ain't thinking. So when you get in a situation like you gotta think first, man. You already know the system already against you. Mm-hmm. They're already trying to put you under. Just say for instance, um, they just gave Kim Porter. Two years, bro. Yeah. Two, two years. I seen JT, the 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 uh the rapper, she had two years for fraud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, does that make sense? Or say for um the other folks done kill. I heard you talking, uh y'all boys talking about like Michael Brown talking about uh uh what was the first one? Uh with Tray- Skittles, Tray- uh, Trayvon Martin. That man still ain't with him. Did he go to jail? No, he was fine. He was acquitted. <laughs> see what I'm saying? He was acquitted. It's 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 easy for them. See how hard we had to fight for uh, the dude in Brunswick. It's it's like everything we else as black people we got to fight so hard just to be to bring justice to our name. With them is it's so easy, but we gotta look at the correlation. I don't think. None of us. We're so outraged because of death. Do we take the time to see the correlation of how it has been done? All those names, Sandra Bland, Mike Brown, Trayvon Martin, Amar Arber, um, uh, Castillo, uh, um, um, uh, George Floyd. Let's look. Those weren't civilian killings. Who were they killed by? Police. Slave catchers. Mm. 
when police were created, qualified immunity was put in that by in the in that law. Are they the biggest gang in America? They are. When you have qualified immunity, you were put in place to, they say to protect and to serve, but all actuality is put them in place in order. Like I never, <clears throat> it's been a while, knock on wood, that I have been stopped by the police, right? But my mindset already is, if I get stopped, I'm FaceTime my wife immediately. I'm going to just go ahead. I'm going to cut off the car and everything, right? But I'm going to make sure I got her on the phone with me just in case something happened. Because I, we, how, how do you know what officer to trust knowing what they doing right in front of your eyes? They ain't hiding this job no more. It's happening in front of our eyes. How you mistake a taser for a gun? You've been on the force for how many years it was? I know it was 10 plus. How you mistake that? All right. Take it a little deeper. I asked you the correlation of who did it. Now let's even look at correlation of the other than, because I didn't look deeper into the Sandra Bland one, but let's look at the, all the rest of the killings. Okay. Perception. Sometimes can they make it reality. Weird areas where those guys stop. What is the perception of that area of people that's around them? When you say area, you mean like cities or cities, counties, counties, okay, hoods. Gotcha. Okay. You address and you approach by what area, what you're used to, and then you feel like that is how you're supposed to treat everybody out there. Person like you, are you driving a Crown Vic? I'm not. Okay. Blasting loud music with the bass in the back. I'm not. When they pull up to you, do you have dreads? I don't. See all that stereotype? <laughs> yeah. That's so fucked up. When you drive in your Honda, I mean in your in your Nissan, you're not looked at wrong. It's your seat. Sit all the way back when you're driving in your Nissan. It's back there, but it ain't all the way back. Are you can't see you when you drive next to you? Are you not? Are you in the back seat? It's hard to see me at night. Your windows tinted. It is. Now, a Nissan Altima, twenty twenty two. It's not a BMW. It's not a Mercedes. Okay. It's not a Porsche. Would you think if they stop you? Are you, when they stop you in that goddamn Nissan, you a threat. Clean cut, brother, in a Nissan, on the south side. But you know what? I don't even think that I am a threat, but I think they make it to where I'm a threat. It depends on what you're doing. See, we got to look at, they, the problem is, and when we realize this, Mm -hmm. This is how we can maneuver around some of these situations. They're going to target what the media likes. What you see, 
perception is reality. Okay. They're going to go into West Savannah, Garden City, East Savannah, and treat everybody the same. That's the problem. If you don't look the part, okay. Sadly to say, the only thing that is going to get you is is you. How you handle when you get stopped. Because most of the time, they stereotype. But but check this out, Jay. You could be doing everything right. And they still try to try to message. Say for instance, like I don't know if you caught caught that video when the white cop um they st- he, he the white cop stopped some brothers. One was in the front, one was in the passion seat, right? And then um the dude in the in the front seat, in the driver's seat, that he had to get out and go to the back. When I say the back into the uh cop car. The other dude was video 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 recording the officer and tried to throw what it was a pound or something like that in the back seat and saying it was theirs. Like stuff like that. You could be doing everything right, Jay. And they are still trying to find a way just to put you in handcuffs and get you off the street. They will, because you're a black man. You ever watch Media Minds? Hold on, you talking about Criminal Minds? Criminal Minds. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, Criminal Minds. I used to, yeah, I checked that criminal out. Criminal Minds. Right. Criminal Minds. Okay. Criminal Minds, right? That was my show, yeah. All right. So, you know, all right. So, refresh my memory. Do you know the officer's name? Shamar, what was the white professor guy? What was his name? The young guy. No, not the, the older guy. The older guy. I can't remember that. Okay, name, bro. if you don't remember, then that's fine. All right. Do you do? Can you remember how, in the midst of criminals, how he used to just talk them down, tell them all about their childhood, tell them all about hmm. their insecurities. When they point, the gun is pointed dead in his face, how he's able to walk you down and talk you to. When you say that you can be doing everything right, law enforcement is taught to study, to stereotype. They're going to pursue a certain type. Black is black. They're going, because now black is going to take a hit. Right. But when it's death involved, they know who to pursue harder to get the job done to get you off the street, which is death. Because jail is just, we get some free labor, but the common goal is death. How he was able to talk a person down like that. Not only did he know your backing, just the JV and the and the vanilla part of the stereotype that he was calling, that's every black person. That's every person that went through trauma. So they're going into the situation like all of us is like that. But if it's a common criminal that they have studied, a serial criminal, that is when more of that information that he digs into your past, that is a way. But the vanilla part, childhood, broken home, Mm. All of us is viewed that way. Yeah. All of us is viewed that way. When we understand that, bruh, at the end of the day, we make this world go right. It's a lot of things we just have to 
stop to make a stand. Stop going out spending money on designer. I'm glad you said that. Stop going out here giving these clubs all this money. If death fights break out in the club, why are we still going? If that is the symbol to end your life, why the fuck we keep going? If we want to, if we want to respect women and don't want to look at them as a sex symbol, why do we continue to look at porn and go to the strip club? Stop it. If you want to cleanse yourself with the toxins that go into your body, why do we still go to the liquor store? Why? We buy up the bar. Right. We go to the strip club and throw all that money. That's I never, but I never, I never been a fan of strip clubs. Me neither. Like, I don't understand. And I ain't trying to knock nobody else, you know what I mean? But I just didn't understand. Throwing money. And some people got the money to throw. You feel me? But some people, I just didn't understand what can a stripper do for me? Just give me a lap dance. We used to get lap dance at the That's God it. City Gyms. You feel yeah. me? Them parties. But I just didn't, I, I don't understand it. Some people enjoy it. Some people love it. Scrippers for your, uh, with the bachelorette uh, party and stuff like that. I just, for me, it, it's just a, it's, it's a no go. You know what I mean? I ain't trying to out nobody hustle, but. You said um, you call you 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 talking about the system, and would you be able to tell somebody that grew up in the hood and somebody that done lived in the suburbs? Can you tell? Yes. What I and, and and check this out. They don't even have dreads. They don't got none. They don't got a. They don't, and no, I take that back. They got a crown vet and they got dreads. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. The dude that stay in the suburbs that got a crown vet, got a crown vet, and he got dreads. And the and the hood dude, he don't got no crown vet, he don't got dreads. Would you be able to tell who is who? Um, so you're okay, so the question that you're asking me is because that's stereotyping. All right. Right. But let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest with yourself. Okay. Did they grow up? From Yehai to Grasshopper in the suburbs, or did they started off in the hood and your mother made sure they, they ended up doing better and they tried to pull you away from that situation? Cause that's different. Because a person that grew up from Yehai to a Grasshopper in the suburbs, if their parents know money, why the fuck would they allow you to buy Crown Vic? I like, I like the way you, you just put that right. Just hearing you and Boo conversation when he was talking about his parents had him at A, right? A Street. You know that conversation y'all had? Mm-hmm. Saying, and when you came to him, he wasn't to put you on C Street, he'll put you on D Street. Mm-hmm. And hearing your um, conversation and feedback, you said, uh, I think you said you would put your child in A just to, so not just let him stay there, right? But no, don't make the mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to teach you to scr- know how not to struggle, mm-hmm. but I'm going to teach you how to get through it. Yes. Not the, that, that, like us black kids, we, some of us grew up in debt. Some of us, our parents done put our names and stuff. Yes. When we was young, you feel me? Yes. And now we got to pay that stuff off. And start from ground <laughs> up after that to start a new life. So where I was going that is why would... I let you 
if I am teaching you, right? If from your birth, okay, all you knew is I was living good. Why would I allow that to be in your mind that because that looks good? Now that's all we've known. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're gonna have that crown vic. Even if you start out, because I started off, I started off in the hood in West Savannah from Yay High to 16. So when I came to the South Side, right. it was a transition. I, I had to train myself differently to live different, to, to be able to coincide okay. to different living of people. I got you. But then people who have lived here all their life. All you know is good, but you just see the outside of black, which you think is culture, which you think is hood. You just want to just be that. <laughs> and you don't have to. You don't. You don't have to, bro. You put yourself as children. Some kids, a lot of us, me personally, I have put myself growing up sometimes in situations that I did not have to be in. After I moved over here, bro, it's a lot of dumb decisions that I put myself in but that my mama had done got me out of that I never had to live that we were living differently. Why still live that way? But learn behavior. Learn behavior. And then some people who never had that, it looks so good because that is what accepted because people get teased mm-hmm. for being different. You a nerd or, or you got a silver spoon in your mouth. So they don't want to make it look like they got a silver spoon. But my thing was I took advantage of knowing I have a backing. Okay. So I can go out here and take chances. Learn how to get it yourself. And if I ever have to ask you, Ma, that must mean I really need your help because when you wanted to give it to me, I always told you no. So if I do come to you and ask you for it, that means I have exhausted all avenues and there's nothing there. I really need your help. Right. So it's not that just because the crown of it cannot tell whichever ones, these folks study behaviors and environments. It's hard for you to, after a while, live in a certain way. It's hard to turn your on a light switch like that. But just because you live on the, in the suburbs, not coming from the hood, you can't just wake up and be suburban. Oh, no, it's a trend. It, it takes a while. But if you started there. Yeah. That's all you know. You can want to be that on the other side, but you would never know how. You don't know a struggle. You never had a struggle. Your parents are never going to want you to buy a Crown Vic because they can, even if your parents have money and your first car, they would never buy you a Crown Vic. They'll probably buy you a Honda. Exactly. A Cameron. Exactly. Don't talk to the car. Exactly. Yeah. Anybody who buys a Crown Vegas, they had to buy that on their own. But if you grew up in the suburbs, your parents would not allow you to have to buy your own car for your first car. So that, so when people say, oh, well, that's just judgmental, that, no, 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 let's really look and let's really think in our minds, bro. Let's, let's think about it. Right. Is that possible? Some some slide through the cracks, bro. But that if you lived in the suburbs all your life and you driving a Crown Vic, you want to live a life because you think that shit look good. That ain't you. Nah. <clears throat> that ain't you. But that man who got that Crown Vic, that Chevy Caprice, bro, it's because $1,500 or two grand to buy a new car that's something of your own first. Feel good. It feels good. And that is what you've seen 
all the time. You seen the big drug dealers. You seen big bros in the hood driving that. So that's what you wanted. Niggas ain't driving through the suburbs beeping that shit because you get blue lighted immediately, nigga. Immediately, man. Immediately. Don't waste no time. No time. So does that answer your question? Yeah, that, yeah. That answers your question. Yeah, it answered it. Um, Because I, t- I, I, I was coming through Point Wentworth, man, and um, seen a, I seen a cop. And why, let me ask you this, why is it, does it have to be multiple cop cars behind one car? And say like, I see, okay, I'm passing by, right? And I'm seeing one car, one police car right behind the car they put over. Then I'm seeing two or three. And us as black people, we don't see so much going in the world. When we pull up and try to make sure everything good, why do the officers get frustrated and try to go off on us just because we want to make sure, okay, brother, man, you, you good? Because you need to shut up and whatever that they say. You need to go along with it because you don't know the law. We know the law. We make the we we know the law. But that's what they think. Exactly. They think we don't know it. Exactly. But that. But even if you know it, I got this bad. Shut up. And, and and my thing is with that, I a lot of cops could have their way and try to just I I, I they just hide behind the badge. Do you? I'm gonna ask you this. Do you think a lot of cops to that the cops Today, do you think they got bullied when they was in, in school? All right, let me answer your first question. When you asked me about the multiple cars. Right. Why does multiple cars have to come? How many, how many gang members ever approached a person and it was just one person? Dang, you hit that on the spot. So, again, that goes back <laughs> to that's though the police are gang members. All right, boom. Second one. When you ask about did they get bullied, the masses, it's so easy for you to take a genius and use them against the world and use their mind because they're not accepted in society because geeks and nerds are picked on. So you you put on TV the Steve Urkels, the glasses, the tape around the glasses. They get picked on. Ha, 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 nigga. Nobody wants it. So society starts to treat the geeks different, right? Blank man. Huh? Blank man. Blank man. <laughs> you, 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 you treat the nerds differently. You, you ostracize them and alienate them out of society. They have no friends. So they either become friends with other geeks or they have nobody. So what happens? The masses say, come on. Let's use your brain. You use your brain against society to do what the masses want, and I pay you for it. Use your brain to contaminate this world. Same as police officers. Oh, you was getting bullied? How about I give you this badge? You can beat anybody the fuck up as much as you want, and they got to listen to you. They never listened to you when you were younger, but they got to do it now because why you got this badge? But do we really have to listen to them, though? And I'm going to say that because... Some officers will pull up to you, right? Wind down your window. Wind down your window. License and registration. They didn't even tell us why we got pulled over. On the streets, we... Okay, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't. But you got to make a choice. 
because the war is not won on the streets when it comes to them. The war is won when you go. Black people got to realize when it comes to white people, the only black and white it is, is on documentation and legal. That courtroom is where you go take that battle at. But if you want to fight that bitch out in the streets, you better be prepared to wear one. You better be prepared to wear one. And that's just what it is. We got the, and, and that's in our mind. Are we, are we okay with wearing that? We wearing that ass whooping to prove our point. Now we run the risk of they beating us to death. Not beating us to sleep to where we go and go into that holding cell and then we fight that battle again in court. But we running the risk of we getting that ass whooped till we die. And when they got so much power that they feel like they are really bad ass, they feel like they can kill you at that moment. When they have to discipline you, they want to kill you. So do we want to wear that ass whooping on the streets? Or you tell them, look, that ain't the law. All right, you stay cordial to where, you know, you can, the one thing about it, bro, when they know that you're getting the best of them legal jargon, they become aggressive because now you're belligerent because not only that you know the law, nigga, you know the law and you're not listening to me and I got this badge. What the fuck is wrong with you? They get frustrated. They get frustrated. Yeah. So yes, you don't shut up and allow them to just jerk you around. But you got to be able to read the room. So let me ask you this. I'm going to cut you off. Why don't we take time to read the law and make sure Laziness. We, mm. Laziness. Because somebody else told us that's the law. We go in and think that's the gospel. <laughs> yeah, that's the gospel. I had a homeboy yesterday, man. Yesterday we were talking on the phone, man. Um, Ken. Um, you ever notice when somebody asks you if you've seen a movie or a book and you be like, nah, and they try to tell you and they be like, well, I ain't going to tell you. The, I ain't going to give you the whole story. I don't want to spoil the story. Like that's, that is, tr- that is trained behavior and learned behavior of if I spoil the ending or if I tell you, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to go watch it because I know the ending. No, tell me what you got out of it, nigga. Tell me the ending. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm still going to go watch it. And I'm going to pull something out of it on my own. On your own. But I want to know your view. Tell me your view. But stop thinking because you told me the ending or told me your whole gist of how you got that it spoils that. No, anybody, that is because people are lazy. If you done told me the whole story, nah, I can go tell somebody else. Yeah. And nigga, I ain't watch it. That's laziness. That's why anything that they're saying, if you pay attention to sayings that the old folks said, stop saying it because it sounds good. Really listen to the things that they say. They always said, if you want to hide something from a black person, you do what? Put it in a book. Anything that has this much. Yeah. And you got to flip the pages more than 10, 20 times. And it ain't. The font not this big, but the font this big, and all the way down the paper, niggas be like, oh, boy, that's too much. I'm glad you said that, because when I told you I was at the doctor's, right, and what I did was, I'll just say, I I normally don't do this, but they had me to fill out paperwork Mm -hmm. so I could go to the back. Mm -hmm. I literally 
looked at it and read what I needed to read. You're supposed to. A lot of us, we're just, it's a signature name. Have you, you know, done ran into COVID? Have you done, had high blood pressure and all that other stuff? And we'll just check, 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 check. We don't even look at it. Woo, woo, woo. Then we get to the back. You know what I mean? Then we leave. Probably a week later, we get a bill. And we ain't even thought we were going to have a bill because we didn't read. Pay attention to pay attention to what they highlight. And if you notice, they always scratch a line through certain parts of that, of that paper. Oh, don't worry about it. Just here and here. And when they tell us that, we don't even look at what they scratched out. Mm. We only sign. So all you got to do is print your name right here, check here, initial here, and sign right here. And when they exit out, our first mind is when they say, don't worry about it, you don't even read what it is. Because they go back with that line at for statistics and check what they want. That's how. That's why I always tell people, it's skewed. I don't pay attention to statistics. Statistics is always going to sway the way that they want the narrative to go. Bro, we don't know when people die, mm-hmm. them COVID numbers, they was just telling people to die from COVID. How do we know that? How do, that, I'm about to ask you that. How, do you really think people dying for COVID or are they just using that COVID just to put the name of COVID to make it Sound good or because I'm this and this is me. Mm-hmm. I really don't think a lot of people die from COVID, right? It's not. I think they just using it to where we got to get vaccinated. Yes. <laughs> what is everything has to be an emotional ploy. Mm. If we play with your emotions and we play with your mind because people think statistics is correct. So if I put up the statistics and say every nigga has that die. From the day to every nigga that dies, that's been dying from this day to this day. Everybody had COVID. Everybody gonna be like, oh my God, everybody's dying from COVID. Let me get that shot. Now, Jay, check this out now. Mm -hmm. How can they find the antidote to COVID, but they couldn't find the antidote to AIDS? A lot of, a lot of, just, well, only person we know is Magic Johnson, right? Yeah. He the only one we know that done did something and, and now he's straight. Yeah. This COVID, they finding all these shots. It's it's a new variant out now. Nah, I forgot the name of it, but it's it, it done been about what four or five. Now it's a whole new one out. Now they about to get us another shot prepared to where you'll get the boost or what, what however it goes. Man, I tell people, bro, I know, I know I done came across of it, but just by the 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 faith, the the glory of God, I never got to a point to where I was hospital bed or anything like that. Like the, the, not to cut you off because mm-hmm. I know where you're going. The, the fear of God, right. they want to take it out. The trust in him is where, trust the doctors, trust the government. Don't trust your spiritual your spiritual being. No man, no doctor mm-hmm. knows the time, the day, nor the hour. You don't. If God say yeah, he say yeah. If God say no, he say no. We're leaning towards not actually trusting our spirituality. I'm going to tell you this before we wrap up. 
the symptoms of COVID. Shortening the breath. No taste. No taste. No smell. But that has gone away. These new variances, shortening the breath, can't breathe, you know, tired, fatigue, stuff like that. And then we're going to get a shot, right? Every time that we're short of breath, we're fatigued. The first thing now when we go to doctor, where are we going to get? <laughs> What's the first thing that we feel like that is? It's COVID, right? Right. So the only test we're going to get is what? A COVID, COVID test. test. Our people need to really pay attention because, you know, was another disease that has those symptoms? That's right. HIV. The only way that you will find out if you're HIV positive is blood. So if you never go and get tested for that, you will never know. You would just keep thinking it's COVID. I'm I'm glad glad you say that because... Yeah, I went to the doctor because I had to go check out my my foot, and they said I got a fracture. Uh, my my right foot is fractured. Yeah, you would go and and before you finish, this is so funny. Yeah. You would go in there and fracture foot. You come out and they tell you you got COVID. Mm. But you, go ahead, you're right. You're right. Go ahead and you're finish, right. bro. They'll throw, they'll throw you all off. They'll throw you all off. So you know, um, when I was at FedEx, I ain't had no insurance, so uh-huh. therefore I couldn't really you know get into you know going to the doctor consistently. Like everybody else. So I go, you know, if I get hurt, hurt, I got to take care of myself. I ain't, I can't go to the doctor. You know, I can't afford that bill. Now that I work at UP, we got second best insurance in the world, bro. So I'm going to take advantage of it. You know what I mean? So, uh, come month, well, tomorrow, uh, I had told my, my, my doctor Wednesday, he asked me that I have both of my parents. I told him no. I said, my dad, he died. He said, what he died from? I said, colon cancer. He said, you know what? And I, when I told him that, I told him my, my uncle died as well. And my mom always told me, son, I want you to go get checked because it may run in, you know, your dad's side. I said, mom, well, you know, I don't got a shirt, you know, we'll, I, I check it when I can check it. Uh, he was like, well, the doctor telling me we're going to start you early. You know what I mean? So therefore, you could be good. And he told me we're going to start, you know, by the time I reach 40. I, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get to is, Tomorrow they gonna check out my cholesterol, all that. This is the first time, you know, I can't even remember the last time I actually got this job done. And I wanna let, you know, us people know that make sure you're taking care of your body as much as you can, man. You never, you never know when that day may come and you could, your blood pressure high, you ain't, you go to the, you, I ain't even know I had high blood pressure. You feel me? And I, I just want people to, uh, even if you don't got that time, put yourself on a payment plan. You know, they pay, let them know how much you could pay and just go from there. Lastly, lastly, but not least, mm-hmm. remember this. It's not the diseases that kill us. What is it? It's the stress. I'm not trusting your creator. It's no, the stress. You will stress yourself to death. Always remember, don't ever tell the, when you telling the doctor what runs in your family gives them the easier thing to diagnose you with something to keep the pharmaceutical companies getting paid because now you're stressing over it. Now you want to run to keep getting all this medication. Not about that. Stressing yourself and you start to 
the mind starts to play the symptoms or the things that they're telling you that you got. You ain't told the bro. I ain't thought about that, but yeah. That. You tell you you got something, you're going to stress about it all day long. Start telling the doctor what it runs in the family and watch how you keep getting a bill of health until something. Now, if you're really mistreating your body, yes. Because whatever you do when you're young and you keep doing it, you break the body, the body is just what it is. But if a person don't smoke, don't, bro, you tell a person they got cancer, they walk out feeling like it's a death sentence, so they stress themselves out to where they stop caring and stop trying to do better. That's why you gotta take care of your body as a, a young, a young jit, man. Like today, I, I really think we don't even look our age, bro. We don't. I take naps. <laughs> I take many naps, bro. I make sure I take naps. Yeah. I schedule my naps. Really? I schedule them. I and not saying that I say that as a time, yeah. but. I make I work a nap in every day, and I will set my alarm. If I don't set my alarm, I sleep through the day. But I'm going to take a nap. Sometimes, bro, on the weekend I take two. I never thought of that, bro. I take two. But you see how quiet and peaceful it is in here, man. God, I ain't never thought of that, though. Nobody can never say that I look old or anything, bro, because I rest. I've given everything to the creator and whether it's not in my control, bro, I can't, I can't worry about it. How long it, how long it took you to get to that point to where, okay, I'm giving it to you. I, I had enough, you know, what I could control, I'm going to handle whatever else I can, I'm giving to you. Um, it's a process, right? But December 18th, 2021. Made a conscious decision going into 2022. There's nothing else that I can do. I can control me. Self-care. Taking care of my body and taking care of my car. Taking care of my kid. Those are the only things I can control. Everything else I can't control. I can't control if this person wants to hire me. I can't control if this person wants to fire me. I can't control if somebody don't want to talk to me. I can't control if that person don't want to be nice to me. Can't control that, and I can't go through my life caring that somebody don't like me. How do I make it to where they like me? How do I make it to they accept me? I will stress myself out. I gave it to them, and it's a struggle, bro. It is, but that's why I take naps. Sleep that bitch off. I appreciate the advice. Sleep I'm that bitch off. That, Sleep that bitch off, bro. You got a team member, man. At when it's two people, bro, it's you can't lose. Whatever that you can't handle, she can. Whatever she can't handle, you can. Neither one of y'all will never be in a spot that both of y'all just want to throw your hands up. The other one just got to be strong enough to uplift that one until you become to get back in your right mind. So you say, all right, we good. Let's get back then. One is going to always fall. Okay. The other one just got to pick it up. Mm. That's all. But, you know, it's... No, I started something new, 2022. All right. And since you are our guest, you got your FWM podcast t-shirt. Yes, sir. You yes, know, sir. You can work you. out in it. Mm-hmm. You can wear it. Hang it up in your, you know, mm-hmm. put it, frame it, man. And that's you, man. Spread the word and let everybody know, man, you've experienced your first time in the rabbit hole. And you are also, man... We this is the longest episode we ever had, bro. Right. Of straight to dialogue of just 
Straight content. I appreciate you. I'm so glad you came in the rabbit hole, man. Um, B-Jack, bro. Um, before we close, you got anything else you want to give the people? Nah, man. I just, I just want people to, just because something look good, that don't mean it's good for you, man. Don't allow yourself or your eyes to trick you and play a trick on you to where you go back into a certain situation that the God already shut shut down for you. I just I just want people to continue to surround themselves around people that really want them to to, to achieve and do better for themselves. But uh, Jay Will, man, I, I appreciate you for allowing me to speak on your podcast. I'm proud of you, bro. Proud of you, man. I'm going to continue to support you any way I can. If you need me, I'm here for you. And I say that with a good heart. Bro. Just spread the word. Like I say, man, just spread the word. Like, give everybody the opportunity to get the, the spiritual food and the, the uplifting that you're able to get by listening. It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. But if it's not, you don't, it don't matter who you send, you know, how many people you send it to. More, some people are gonna get it, some people can't, but you did your due diligence and give it just like how you, you spread this, the word of God. It's the same thing. This is good for people. Spread it to some people. When you talk in the Bible to some people, said that they don't want to hear it all the time, all right. but you still do it. Spread the word like that. Some people gonna get it. Some people don't. That's all mm-hmm. you can do. You've done your due diligence to get something positive out. And not only that, this not going to be the last time you in here either. I'm bringing your ass back. And one thing about it, you took long enough to answer. So you behind the eight ball a couple episodes, brother. I, I have, man. And listen, my phone is always open for you. I'm going I'm to make time uh, to come back and do more episodes with you, man. I'm, hey, I'm here for you, bro. I love no, you, man. Hey, man. I love you too, man. That's, that's just how, that's little bro, man. You know, it's JP. We in the rabbit hole of the FW podcast. Fire with me. I just wanna make it to heaven. I just wanna make it in. Oh, I just wanna cross the river. My Lord, I wanna be free from sin.